Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. This is Rita. Have a blessed day. You too, Rita. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, my Yes, he is, son. Have a wonderful and blessed day. God. You too. Thank you. I did. Has anyone joined the call that would like to say good morning? Hello, good morning. This is Mona. Hey, how you doing, sister? Good morning, Sister Mona. Doing well, thank you. Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Feeling good this morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Glad to hear that you're doing good. God's will be done, not mine. That's right. <laughs> Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy good morning. Thursday. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Happy Thursday to you as well. Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? beautiful morning that the Lord has let us all see. Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. Same to you. Is anyone else joining the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. How are you? I'm doing good, JC. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, sweetie. We're You're happy. so welcome. Enjoy your day, okay? Okay, you too. Thank you. Hey, good morning, Susie and Dee, Dee. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you, Dee, Dee? I'm good. I just wanted the uh, warriors to keep my little cousin Cece. Y'all know her journey lifted up. Her um, grandmother was carrying her in the house, and it was wet, and they both slipped Um uh-oh. Yeah, the doctors are saying she they don't see any damage, but, you know, sometimes it takes time to see. So if y'all could just call out uh, my little cousin Cece and my cousin Michelle for healing. I'm trusting and believing God. Thank you. We sure will. You're welcome. Hey, Dee Dee, congratulations, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, well, first one, oh, yes, I'm excited for you. God bless you. Love you. Didi, what was your cousin's name again? The baby is Cece, and her grandmother is Michelle. That's the one whose mom passed away. Um, oh, oh yeah. yeah. They found out it was uh, her heart. It wasn't related to the baby at all. Her heart gave out, so. Oh, okay. We'll definitely leave Cece, uh, we'll definitely lift Cece up and Grandma Michelle. 
Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Elsie. Good morning, Elsie. It's my birthday today. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, Elsie. Happy Thanks, birthday. <laughs> We're getting it. Happy birthday. Thank you, everyone. Happy birthday. Has anyone else joined the call? Would like to say good morning? Good morning, family. It's Dondria. Happy birthday, Elsa. Good morning, Dondria. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Anyone else join the call would like to say good morning before I get started? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Okay, well, before we do move forward, we do ask that you put your light, your phones on mute so that we can proceed. <clears throat> Excuse me. And good morning again. My name is Susie, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in August for the monthly theme entitled is Build It. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. We do have two announcements this morning. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Woman's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And it's by Peter Zazarell. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. 
Next, we encourage you to partner with the Club of Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. We thank you in advance for your gift. Please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory. And that was, I repeat that, please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you by giving and trusting in, in Him. There was a prayer request that was on the app by Morgan Van Hook. He is asking for prayer for Ramona, Burchett, and children as they lost her children's father, Larry Jr. And Dee Dee is asking that we lift Cousin Cece lifted up and also Grandma Michelle. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Diane. And the declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer. And I'll repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Diane. And the declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer, Tanya. The scripture for today is from Psalms 51 and 18. By your favor, do good to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Diane. God bless you all. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Have your way in our lives today. Spirit of the living God that dwells on the inside of us. You are the eternal God, the everlasting God. You are the beginning and the end, the apple and the omega, the self-existent one. God, we glorify you this morning. We magnify your holy name. For there is none that can compare to you. You are the incomparable God. You are the everlasting God. So, God, we give you praise this morning. We open our hearts to love you, Lord God. Love you like never before. So, God, we give you praise. We honor you this morning. For there is none greater. You are the great God, the good, good Father. You are the everlasting. Father, God, we praise you this morning for all that you do in our lives, God, for all that you give us, Lord God, all the protection, Lord God. We thank you for the secret place when we bow before you in the morning, Lord God, to worship you in the spirit and in truth. God, you said when the true worshiper comes, he will worship you in spirit. 
spirit and in truth, Lord God. God, I praise you this morning. I worship you, Lord God, in the truth of your word. So, God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you, Lord God, that you're living on the inside of me. God, I just give you praise this morning. Lord God, we come to you this morning, Lord God, in spirit and in truth, Lord. And I thank you this morning for being a builder of, Lord God, a builder of our temple, Lord God, teaching us how to build our temple up, God, that we may be pleasing in your sight to walk before you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, you said that if we walk in righteousness, there is no good thing you will withhold from us. So, God, I thank you today for your loving kindness. I thank you today because your loving kindness is better than life, God. God, I thank you this day, Lord God, that we're walking with you, Lord God. Even when we fall, God, you lift us back up. So, God, I give you praise this morning. I worship you, Lord God. You said one day in your court is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is but one day. So, God, I praise you this morning for your loving kindness. I praise you, Lord God, in this time of pandemic, Lord God. I praise you, Lord God, because brighter days are coming. Lord God, I praise you this morning for our children, Lord God. God, I praise you this morning, Lord God, for breath in our body. I thank you, Lord God, that we're able to move our limbs, and Lord God, this morning, I sight and our hearing, Lord God. We have our speech. Some people don't have that, Lord God. So to, I'm so grateful this morning, oh God. And God, I thank you for being the builder of my life, oh God, for teaching me how to build myself up that I may be pleasing in your sight. God, I thank you this morning for your word that lives on the inside of me, Lord God. And it comes back, Lord God, when in time I need it. God, I thank you this morning, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, God, I give you praise, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, for you said your word, when it goes out, it never returns void, but it do what you sent it out to do. God, I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God. You are faithful when even when we are faithless, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, you said the steps of a righteous man has already been ordered by you. God, I thank Thank you for the righteousness, Lord God. God, I thank you, you who knew no sin but became sin, that we may become the righteousness of you, oh God. God, I thank you this morning, Lord God. I pray over Tanya as she comes forth with your word this morning, oh God. God, open our minds, open our hearts, Lord God, that we will receive the word that you have for us this morning. God, I pray over her family this morning. In the name of Jesus, her children, Lord God, and her grandchildren, Lord God, her mother and her father, God, cover them, Lord God. All of those that bring the, de the, the declaration every day, Lord God. God, I pray that you strengthen them, Lord God, and replenish them for all that they pour out, God. In the name of Jesus, not one word will hit the ground, Lord God. But Lord, let us accept every 
everything that you give to us every day, God. Let us sit at the table, Lord God, and eat with you. So, Father, I thank you for this morning, Lord God. God, I'm excited about the word to come, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, everything that you have for us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, let us receive it, Lord God, without grumbling. Let us receive it, Lord God, without doubt. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, you said those who doubt doesn't deserve anything, God. But God, I praise you this morning just for who you are. I praise you this morning because you are our Father. Father, you said that we are a royal priesthood. We are the apple of your eye, oh God. God, in the name of Jesus, I just praise you this morning, Lord God, that we are a part of you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus and your spirit that dwells on the inside of us, Lord God, to keep us on the right track, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I just give you praise this morning. I lift up little Cece and Michelle this morning and Ramona and their family, oh God, and the loss of their loved ones. So God, I give you praise this morning. There's none greater than you, none greater than you, Lord. So I just give you glory this morning. I magnify you, Lord God. I praise you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals the brokenhearted, the God who heals those that are mourning and comfort them, God. God, I thank you this morning. If you take your phones off of me, and help me praise the Lord this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you this morning. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
uh, where they are today. <laughs> um, two of those rocks stand out in my mind. One was a smooth, uh, it was as smooth as marble uh, with the color and shape of a small russet potato, but it wasn't quite as thick uh, as, as, as a russet potato. I, I don't remember why or when I got started, but I was, I think I was an adolescent or maybe pre-adolescent. I, I collected rocks at various places, like if we went on a school field trip or family vacations, or if we were out somewhere and out with my friends or something somewhere, and I uh, saw saw a rock that caught my attention. But if I'm not mistaken, I think I may have started collecting rocks when we were on one of our uh, family vacations um, at a, uh, probably at a, what stands out, a little piece that comes to mind is being at a souvenir shop and um, just wandering around to see, you know, what you might get that's unique uh, to represent the trip you're on. And I, I know at least one of those times I got a, um, I got one of my souvenir rocks from there. But um, when I say road trip, for uh, when I say family vacations, I really mean road trip. And um, uh, my mother said that, you know, she she preferred seeing the scenery. You know, she didn't want to fly on an airplane because you couldn't enjoy the scenery. But she failed to tell us that part of uh, her reason for wanting to take the road trip is because she didn't care for flying. I won't say that she was scared, uh, but she did not uh, like flying at all. Anyway, um, we uh, we traveled in our, and this, again, it's so funny when you start to talk about something, how little pieces uh, of time will surface. We had one of the cars that we used on our extended road trips was a Pontiac Bonneville. And we drove that car from San Francisco, um, packed up our luggage. You know, my mother is an expert packer. And we learned that, all of us learned that uh, gift from her. <laughs> um, but anyway, we uh, packed up the car the night before. We always left uh, before daybreak. Um, that was uh, one of the things because she wanted to uh, ensure that we had missed commute traffic. And commuting traffic was nowhere near what it is uh, today. But um, that was our standard. We always left before day. Um, packed up the car, including the fried chicken and tuna or whatever else, uh, and pound cake. Somebody, if you could please mute your phone, please. Um, whatever else we packed up in the car, our snacks, our goodies. Heading to Houston, yeah. Texas. Hey, uh, I need you to mute. Yvonne, was that you? I need you to mute your phone, girl. <laughs> um, uh, and we would... Uh, no, seriously, somebody, I hear it. Please check your phone. Everybody do a, do me a favor. Just stop. Everybody look down at your phone. All right. Traveling from San Francisco to Houston, Texas, it was going to take us a good 28 hours. Hotel? Did somebody say hotel? No, ma'am. We didn't stop at no hotel. We were driving straight through, only stopping long enough for gas and uh, potty breaks. We could stretch our legs and so forth. Along those breaks, again, I know that I, I, I recall finding a beautiful um, small 
Amethyst Gemstone. It was beautiful. It wasn't like that um, other rock that I had described to you that was smooth. Um, this one was, it was, it was, it was jaggered, um, but it was beautiful. Um, and purple was my favorite color. And I think I fell in love with the color purple around that time. Um, anyway, um, I found that rock and it became one of my favorites. And um, I remember having another uh, smooth uh, blue rock as well, but I had a collection. It wasn't really, really big, but um, I had this collection and I, I kept up with it. Um, rocks come in all shapes and sizes and various material, various, various, whether they're stones or um, uh, gems or, um, and I don't remember all the other names from a course that I took, but they, they come in, um, there are far too many to, to, to name in this heart share. And that's not the point of the heart share, but it's, definitely a foundational piece. Some of these rocks are semi-soft and crumbly, while others are, well, how can I resist, hard as rocks. H have you ever been hit by a rock? Not not a dirt rock, because they'll, they'll, they might sting a little bit and then burst and get dirt all over your clothes, but I mean, I mean a real rock. Have you ever thrown a rock and damaged yourself? someone or someone else's property? Or how about skipping stones across a body of water? I wasn't very good at it, but, but I loved to watch those who were create ripples in the body of water that we were at. On those road trips that I've talked about, as well as others, um, or at the San Francisco beach, I've found beautiful rock. I've seen beautiful rock formations, some of which are breathtaking to the degree that they cause me to wonder what their story is. Were there nooks and crannies, ragged edges caused by weatherization alone, or did God handcraft the rock to have the shape that it did? Some of the most beautiful rock formations that I've seen were uh, with my, with four of my grandsons in, it either was 2012 or 2013. The boys were small enough to pile into my Volkswagen, uh, which I which I acquired in 2012. So it it had to be around that time. But um, it was our first road trip <laughs> to South Lake Tahoe. The the eldest of the group, Beamon, was assigned the role of photographer with my brand new, I think it was an iPhone 6 that I finally broke down and decided that I would join the iPhone craze. At one point, we 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 pulled over so they could they could stretch their legs and take potty breaks. I know, I know, like mother, like daughter. <laughs> but seriously, though. So, um, as we drove up to South Lake Tahoe, um, we saw beautiful, unique, red-colored rock format rock rocks. Um, they they were so incredible that they were breathtaking. Um, uh, part of the reason that we we stopped was also so that we could take in the beauty that we were seeing as we traveled. And I had to keep my eyes on the road, but um, uh, the rocks that were uh, we were approaching, I was able to see briefly 
as we drove through the mountains. Um, again, I had to give God credit for his handiwork. Uh, there's a scripture that says uh, over in Luke uh, 1940, I tell you that if they keep quiet, the stones themselves will start shouting. Rocks shouting in our place. The 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 as I as I saw the the rock formations, it literally wanted me to give praise and give honor to God. And I uh, I'm sure I don't remember the conversations, but I'm sure knowing who I am uh, as a teacher, I'm sure I use that as a teachable moment um, with my grandsons to talk about the beauty with which we were able, the beauty we were able to uphold or to um, view with our eyes. Um, those rocks, in my sanctified imagination, I wondered what what they what they said about their journey into being. They had to be the rocks had to be hundreds of years old. I know they've seen wind, rain, snow, extreme heat, and probably thunder and lightning, which caused again weatherization and some sort of erosion over time. Because it's natural, that's that's what happens to rocks. But I wonder how much of what I saw was still in the original form from which God had created them. Rocks. Selah. Have you ever seen a, a construction site, like in an in an urban city? or or uh, a metropolitan area. Um, when, when I worked in downtown San Francisco many years ago, I recall seeing huge gaping spaces in the ground that were at least a couple of stories deep. Now, if you, for, for those of you that are not familiar with the San Francisco Bay Area, the da downtown area, um, like we have many, many, um, skyscrapers, many, many tall buildings. Um, those ball, tall buildings, um, be, before they could reach that height, the excavators and the architects, engineers, whatever, there, there's a certain amount of digging beneath the ground that has to take place uh, in order to uh, start to build out and create the foundation. So the excavators um, have to break up concrete and, yes, rock. And the demolition, demolition crew comes in to remove the debris. Uh, some, you know, some of it is dirt, of course, but some of it is also huge rocks um, minding their business underground. This work is required to lay a firm foundation to ensure the stability of the building. I don't have a, uh, uh, any training in construction, but I believe the foundation is the most important component of any building project. It's no wonder why Jesus said in Matthew 16:18, the latter portion of the scripture, that thou art Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll come back to Peter, but I just wanted to 
interject that scripture there. Again, that's, that's Matthew 16, 18. It goes without saying that every building project has a projected cost. With those costs, the builders must include cost overruns as a part of their budget because as you build, you will most likely run into challenges that were not anticipated or that may have been buried underground. So they, they the construction crew or the, the builders had no idea that they existed. If you've ever had any work done in your home, remodeling projects, or you had to get something repaired, um, you can probably attest to what I'm talking about. Um, sometimes the builders will or the or the construction workers will take advantage of people that are novices uh, and saying, oh, we didn't know that this level of decay was here and now it's going to cost you a little bit more because a real builder a uh, i mean a builder can be can be um sued if they purposely or intentionally um do not take care of uh, a repair that is you know gaping like if it's mildew or something like that for them to try to build on top of mildew or on top of something that's decayed would be um reckless and irresponsible um, because if there's decay there it's not just going to stop because you put some plywood over it at any rate at any rate i'm not a builder and i don't have building or construction experience but common sense would tell us that um believe it or not jesus talked about building houses in a parable uh, it's it's in matthew uh, and I forgot to put the chapter. I'll get it to you before we leave. But um, he talks about, he says, um, uh, uh, Matthew recollects the story like this. Um, so then anyone who hears these words of mine and obeys them is like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain poured down, the rivers flooded over, and the wind blew hard against that house, but it did not fall because it was built on rock. But anyone who hears these words of mine and does not obey them is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain poured down, the rivers flooded over, the wind blew hard against that house, and you got it, it fell. And what a terrible fall that was. Selah. Now, first of all, I can't, uh, by the way, the chapter is Matthew 7, for your reference. I, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine the challenge it must be to build a house on sand. Now, in my sanctified imagination, I'm thinking Jesus is, you know, doesn't really mean sand, sand. But, I mean, if you built your house on a beach or near a beach, if you built your house near a beach and, you know, you didn't do any, um, oh, I forget what you call it, site surveys or whatever you call them. 
it doesn't matter. You get the point. Like you didn't have somebody go out and survey the area. You just made a decision. You know, this is pretty because it's sand. If it's packed well enough, jam packed, it can be pretty. You can walk on top of sand if it's packed well enough. The problem though is that if you live in an area where you get some sort of rain, you know, um, uh, you can get. Um, it, it will erode over time. It may not erode right away may last you a year or two or five or ten, but, you know, the right set of, you've seen them before here, we've had mudslides, and some of those homes slid right on down the hill because whoever built that home didn't do their homework or didn't didn't ever think that, that, that um, you know, there's a certain amount of water that you would have to, that would have to impact the ground, and there's a term for it but I can't think of it, but there's a certain amount of water that would have to impact the ground before it would loosen the foundation and cause cause a house to um, lose its footing and slide on down the the road, down the mountain. Um, And we've had that level of rain here before. And some of you could probably remember in your mind seeing the news where there's big gaping holes in the ground and, and houses, homes at the bottom of of the the hole that was created because those homes were not built on a solid foundation. They weren't built on rock. They were built on sand. Okay. Early early in um, our marriage, um, my my late husband and I saw a movie. It was starring Kevin. Co- I'm going somewhere. I know you probably think, will she get to the point? I am. I ain't talk to y'all in a minute. So I'm. Notice I'm talking slow. I'm taking my sweet time. <laughs> anyway, we, we saw this movie starring Kevin Costner. Uh, he played an Iowa farmer uh, by the name of Ray Kinsella. And Ray hears a voice in his, he was a, he, he had a cornfield. That was his uh, um, uh, crop. He, he grew corn and he sold it. Anyway, um, while he was out in the cornfield, he heard a voice say, if you build it, he will come. So Ray interprets this message as an instruction to build a baseball field on his farm, upon which appear the ghosts of um, uh, baseball players, uh, one of whom was Shoeless Joe Jackson and the other seven Chicago White Sox players that were banned from the game for, for throwing the 1919 World Series. When the voice continues, Ray seeks out a reclusive author to help him understand the meaning of the messages and the purpose for this field. Ray talks to his wife about it, and um, she she wasn't all that happy about the idea, but she trusted her husband's dream and agreed to the project of building this baseball field on the edge of their cornfield. Mind you, Though they had the land for the project, it meant destroying part of their crop. In other words, um, what already was. To build this dream, what was to be. I could, that could almost preach, but I, I, don't, I don't have time for that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out of here in just a minute. But I'm setting a foundation, unintended. Building this dream meant sacrificing their livelihood. Remember, I told you he was a farmer. Um, So it meant sacrificing 
part of their cornfield, again, which is how they earned their living. Everyone who heard that restless was, could you mute your phone? The person that's shuffling, could you mute your phone, please? Everyone who heard that Ray was doing what heard what Ray was doing thought he was crazy to take food off their table, but he didn't care. He was determined to build his dream. Carl got my Carl, my husband. Carl got ex- inspired from that movie, from the title "If You Build It, They Will Come." He got inspired to build a business, and and he started off building a couple of different businesses, um, but he he finally settled on um, building technology. He, so we had a virtual cornfield that we were going to be building. We talked about Carl's vision to build a bridge to connect young people to technology. And we sacrificed a lot financially to build this train because what happened first was to the degree <laughs> for many years my living room remained empty um it was because we were building Carl's dream and so to go out and purchase furniture um at that you know it wasn't that big of a deal but to go out and purchase the type of furniture that I wanted and the 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 dining room furniture and the 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 living room furniture that I, furniture that I wanted meant either um <clears throat> charging it which we really didn't want to do or saving the money, and we decided to make the sacrifice rather than, you know, we didn't have to have living room furniture. We had family room furniture and everything else that we needed, but um, what I wanted was not going to be cheap, and I wanted it to look nice, so um, we decided to sacrifice that. Anyway, um, Carl first needed to fine-tune his craft, so he had some college experience. He didn't finish college, but he had some college credits under his belt where he had um uh his major was going to be uh um something computer programming or computer science or something like that whatever it was called it wasn't called IT at the time at any rate um he took several courses carl was really really bright he was very very intelligent when it came down to um to technology and he seemed to me it seemed as though Whatever he, whatever project he started working on with regards to technology, he soaked it up like a sponge. Like it was amazing how quickly he was able to grasp concepts. And I can still see his office uh, on Breeze Walk Drive in Vallejo, where we live, that the home where um, we started to build out his dream. I can still see his office cluttered with all types of books and manuals and um, computer hardware. And at the time, excuse me, you didn't download software or applications. You had to buy um, software um, that came on disks at that time, came on disks, and you downloaded that software. And it could be very costly. You didn't pay for an annual subscription. You purchased um, software, and you purchased it for hundreds of dollars. So not only so our our <laughs> our our uh, virtual cornfield was all these uh, books and magazines and subscriptions that he um, subscribed to, and it was worth it because his investment at the town at the time he worked for the Alameda County, making you know making money, but not enough money to 
support a family of uh, eight, including himself. We had six children combined and then the two of us and I worked. So um, he eventually, because of this training, sacrificing hours too of uh, training, he was able to, um, without having a college education, he was able to acquire certain jobs. I'm going somewhere, just be patient. He was able to acquire certain jobs and with each each new job came a promotion. He did that enough until he got to um, the point where he was earning about six figures a year. And, um, but in the same, at the same token, he was perfecting his craft. Um, so let me fast forward. In 2008, you know, there was a huge uh, drop in the economy. There was, um, we experienced a modern day uh, depression. And uh, Carl got caught up in that because he was in the field of technology and he got caught up in that, he got laid off. Um, and he was laid off for a while. Um, and then he found a job and then he was laid off from that and he found a job. So there was this repetitive pattern. And so we fast forward to 2016. Um, he was unemployed. I believe I was employed. Yes, I was employed. He was unemployed. Um, but it wasn't enough to maintain uh, our standard of living, including our home. And uh, I, I remember us getting behind in our mortgage and I was decreeing and declaring that we were coming out of debt and we were going to save our home and we were lenders and not borrowers, according to Deuteronomy 15 and 6. And uh, I was decreeing and declaring that as for me and my house, we were going to serve the Lord. We were empty nesters. Our children were grown with their own children at that point but I was believing the Lord that we were gonna we were gonna as for me and my house we were gonna serve the Lord according to Joshua 24 and 15 I envisioned us us as a family doing ministry together and uh, helping underserved youth uh, of, of our community um, with this building project because now Carl had um, at least twice had had the opportunity to teach young people in a school he became a certified um, digital instructor where he taught young people um, technology and then he got laid off from that job but they still allowed him to teach technology on Saturdays um, as a as a extended program at any rate as I'm fast-forwarding um, we lost that home and some of you that are long-term term, long timers on this call remember me asking you to pray for me. We were believing God to save the house. Some of you all remember that. And um, uh, in August of uh, 2016, we lost that home. And it didn't feel like, it didn't look or feel like favor. And I was crushed because I had believed God with all of my heart for what I wanted, what I believed was, was his will. I could hear the enemy trying to taunt me with ac accusations like, how are you going to serve the Lord and, and you don't even have a house? Well, the, and what a failure. And how are you going to call back? Can you please mute your phone? How are you going to call back in to declare victory and still declare that you are victor and you've been praying and fasting and having them pray along with you and you done lost your house? <laughs> um, the last I heard, owning a home is not a prerequisite for serving God. So I, I dismissed the petty accusations and I kept building, I mean, believing God. Um, we, we found a beautiful little house. Some of y'all remember that? We found a house. It was perfect. It was perfect for us. Carl and I 
created a plan to build out the dream he had been working on on a, on a part-time basis for over 20 years. And we decided that with my skills of, 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 of writing and teaching, that we would build a program for these young people. And that, you know, I would take the skills that I had gotten from secular, from working for a nonprofit, um, writing grants. And, and I wrote a grant. We wrote the grant for, or I wrote the grant for $50,000. We, we, we received that grant for about half that amount. Uh, in 2018, and we decided, forget working for corporate America. We will build it ourselves because we found a niche. We found a need, and and so we started to build. We were excited. Carl was building the program out, and he was having success. The kids were coming. He built it, and they were coming. They were excited to be with Mr. A, as they called him, and and it was amazing. We finally felt like we had gained our footing. My grandson, Calum, was a part of that dream. Uh, my little niece, Kaden, and um, her mom were a part of that as well. And it was amazing. Every Saturday, uh, Carl was meeting with these young people. And I'm telling you, he was like the Pied Piper. He had so many kids around him of all ethnicities. And then in December, as a matter of fact, December 22nd, 2018, um, the morning of him getting prepared for class, um, I had a um, I had an episode with my eyes. Um, I had had um, cataract surgery in both eyes, and um, something was going wrong. And um, um, Carl uh, was prepared to go to class that morning, but he had to cancel his class so he could take me to emergency. And he collapsed. He collapsed, and about an hour later, out no, about two hours later, Carl died. And to say that it was devastating, um, that word doesn't even begin to um, quantify how I felt. And so here I am, left as a widow, thinking, God, I had been believing you for building a legacy for our children because we finally found the vehicle that we believed would help us to build the legacy that we wanted to build for our family. And now Carl's dead. I can't build a, a technology legacy. He had just created a business. He had d d done all of the legal paperwork. We have to build it. The business is We Fix It um, is the name of the business. We just opened a bank account. Um, and he had pressed me. I mean, he had pressed me about, you know, getting to the to the bank to. And now, Dion, he, you know, I remember we were all ticked off at him. But Carl had gone to the bank. He had set up that day to go to the bank to create the um, the business account. Um, and he had set up the time, ironically, the day of the surgery. Well, he'd taken me to the surgery and take dropped me back off at home, but he had to get to the bank before it closed. And I was like, what in the world is he so pressed for? You could do that later. But he couldn't. He was on a time schedule. And he didn't even know it. I'm getting somewhere and I'm coming to a close. He was building our family's legacy. He was building it for us. I didn't know it. Me and the kids didn't know it. And so let's fast forward to today because I got I to gotta get out of here. Let's fast forward to today. Carl built the foundation for our family's legacy. Today, 
my family and I, my children and I have ministered together during this pandemic. Some of you guys saw me post it online. We've built on top of the business that Carl built. It's not, it's not technology yet, but we've built on top of the foundation that Carl built for us, not knowing that he wasn't going to be here to help see us through. I had to I had to dismantle the technology piece of the business because I didn't have any instructors that could come in and and I've had one of the kids just recently reached out to me, Mrs. A, when are we gonna two of them? When are we gonna bring we fix it back? I can't, sweetie. Um, Mrs. A, you know, I miss Mr. A. Um, and I there's nothing I can do about that right now. Right? So that piece of the dream is on hold. But as we build, you guys, I'm going to come to a close here, and we could talk a little bit more about this. Um, the way that we start off building a plan, may not, it may not end up being what we actually thought. And we've got to be willing to be flexible enough to when um, challenges come up through our building. And I know you might be thinking, what are you talking about? How does that connect? Well, I'm in the process of building a new life with my children. And that building of a new life is me making a decision that we're going to, that I am going to build and create legacy, not just for my children, but their children's children. And that's what I've been able to do over these past few months while we, while we have been in a pandemic. Taking advantage of a not-so-pleasant situation and meeting needs of people, which allowed me to continue the legacy of helping because Carl and I believed in helping people, not just with our words or praying, but I mean monetarily and with our time. Um, and so we've been able to do that. But of late, my children and I have been able to build a business a global business I'm super excited about that will put us in a position where I don't, I can write grants if I want to, that'll be gravy on top of what we generate ourselves. I'm not talking about a few dollars. I'm talking about, I'm talking about um, doing some major um, investing. I'm do, doing some major um, work because of the decision that we made to go into, go into a global business having no clue that I would be able to do that. I would like to say it dropped in my lap, but it didn't drop in my lap. It was a purpose. So what are you building today is my question. What, what are you building? What have you built over these past few months that we have been sheltered in place or working from home? What, what have you, have you used your time constructively to build something of purpose? All of us have purpose. All of us were designed and have God has equipped us with desires that he's given us. There's a certain knack that we have for, for things. Maybe it's not technology. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's doing hair. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it is organizing. Maybe it is um, teaching people how to use technology because all of us got to use it right up and through here. Maybe it is um, creating a business where you uh, go and shop for others and you, um, you know, bring it to the, or you cook for others and, and you make delivery, whatever it is, 
it's 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 inside of you. Maybe you didn't even go to school for it. It's something that you do naturally. Are you building on that? Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you write poetry or maybe you write songs or maybe you write whatever. Are you building that so that the world can be blessed by it? We have, we have a responsibility to build that which God has given us. Maybe it's building websites. Maybe it is building, uh, maybe it is showing people how to brand what they have. They're on this call, there's enough talent on this call to get the things that you need, whether it's logo design, again, building websites, creating T-shirts, um, hats and mugs and all kinds of things on this call. We have what we need on this call. So my question to you is, what are you building? On that, I'm going to end my heart share, and we're going to transition into love, life, and victory. Um, it's a, the portion of the call for those that are new. Um, and to our listening audience, hey, y'all, um, where we uh, take uh, what we've heard and we unpack it. We discuss it. We add to it. We um, we don't debate, but we add to it. We share our thoughts. We ask questions. Um, gain clarity for some points that weren't um, that that we need um, an understanding on. That's what this is about: love, life, and victory. But before we do that, I know that there's some people that may have joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say hey, y'all, or say good morning. And we want to open the call up to you. For those, I'd like to open it up first to this category, those people that are new, it's your first time calling or your first time speaking, um, and also after, uh, along with that category, to our brothers, because you know, ladies, once we get to talking, we will take it and run with it. So I want to open it up first to first time, or um, it's not your first time, you've called for a while, but you've never had a chance to speak, and now you feel like you want to greet us, if you'd say hi to us and tell us your name, and then secondly to our brothers, and after that, uh, anybody else can uh, do your greeting. So the call is open to first-time callers and to our men. Okay. Good morning, Tanya. Great declaration. This is Pamela. Um, just really blessed today. Thank you. Well, well, I muted myself. Good morning, Pamela. Thank you so much. Anybody else want to say good morning? Any brothers out there? Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Big Chef? Hey. Hey, hey, Eric. Joyful G, where you at? <laughs> All right. I know some of you might be um might not have the option might not be in a position. Oh, go ahead. Good morning, God morning. This is Jeff G. Um, real quick, before I got started, I tried to get in, I didn't have enough time to get in on the app. Um suppose you are during the course of your day. Keep your uh, family of Donna Corrier in your prayers. She is the mother or was the mother of uh two of our firefighters and three of our EMS personnel, she had a heart attack this morning. Um, during the first part of the greeting, I was down on the call um, with the men's CPR, and she made it to the hospital, but at the hospital she coded again, and, it, and I decided to take her home. So oh, keep that. Bless you. 
thank you for sharing that. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your work. Um, thank, thank you for the work and the work that you do, as well as your coworkers. God bless you. Anybody, we will remember Donna and our Donna's family in our prayers. Any anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, it's Nourishing Nikisha. Great declaration. Good morning, Nourishing. Thank you. Good <laughs> morning. Morning, Tanya. Morning, Victory Families, Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning, family. This is Gloria. Hey, Gloria. Good morning, Declare Victory. This is Melinda. Hi, Melinda. How are you doing? Enjoyed you this morning. Thank you. Hey, Tan. Good morning, Big Sister. Hey, 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 and you know those those minor bears, all of my babies have gotten to play with them. So I felt like Build-A-Bear. I love you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you, (laughs) Dee Dee. Big cry, baby. <laughs> um, go ahead. Good morning. This is Leomia. Oh, good morning, sunshine. <laughs> How are you this morning, precious? I am great. Thank you for asking. Okay. Well, you have a great day. You too. Thank you. Good morning, this is Tanya, not Tanya. Hey, girl, how you doing? <laughs> Fine, how you doing, Tanya? Great declaration. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, this is Monica. Great declaration. Uh-oh, I heard two people. I heard Monica and one other person. I'm Jacqueline. Oh, Jacqueline. This is Jacqueline. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Thanks for your declaration. Thank you. And was it Monica? Yes. Good morning. Great declaration. I enjoyed you. Good morning. Thank you so much. All right. If there's nobody else, anyone have any questions? Oh, good morning, Jerry. Oh, I was so happy (laughs) when I heard your voice. I was like, my God, I love your, I love, I love. When is the book going to come out? I, I want the book. You know, I wrote, I wrote a book. I did while I okay. while we were, well, I didn't write a hell book. I, I'm a contributing author to uh, a project that will, I hope I didn't spill the means, but I did oh, do some I'm writing sorry. while we are. Me. <laughs> okay. It's okay. a prophetic but stuff that be going on. Yeah. I did. But you know what, Jerry? You know what? There yeah. is a book that I am. I I have start I did start it, um, but it's so emotional that I have to do it in I have to do it in phases. But I did start it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the reason why because I love the twins. I love those boys that I like the twins that you talked about, and um, <laughs> maybe that could be ministry. It could be um, you know a job or something that you know like we're building it. This month, and I was so glad when I heard your voice. I just love Declare Victory so much, and have become like in in uh, bedded in the uh, the fabric of this ministry. And uh, I know we say it's not a ministry; it's a phone call. But I believe that this is a ministry that uh, helps us to build our brokenness, our gaps, our spaces, 
And I'm so honored to be here to uh, have met you all. It's just, it's a good feeling. And I, I don't care what I'm doing. My clock is set for declare victory, even though I have other projects that I'm on, but it's always to declare victory. And I thank you for your uh, obedience. The rocks, um, I too had an opportunity to collect um, shells. I used to collect shells. And I got a really beautiful shell, looking at it right now in my hand, from uh, Africa when I, uh, not Africa, but mm. when I went to, uh, yeah, I got one from Africa, but I also got one when I went to the Bahamas. And it is absolutely, it's so pretty. It's got three little holes in it, uh, you know, in the corners. And, it, and you're trying to figure out, it could have been eroded from the water, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It, it just reminded me, no, the Lord said, no, this is specially for you because you, you look for shells. And I know how it is to be a collector of something that really intrigues you. And I think that you really sparked that back up in me. So I'm going to go, go out on a beach as we are yeah. in the pandemic and collect a shell or two. Thank oh, so I can just see it now. I can see it. I can it's literally. phenomenal. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. I can literally see you on the beach right now walking um, at peace. Yes. Um, no, yes. There are no people around you, and mm-hmm. the, the waves are coming in gently. I can literally see that. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I look forward to your I, – I feel like there's going to be a download for you when you go. Oh, thank you. So I, thank I, you. I look forward well, to He's been telling me. The Holy Spirit had told me uh, when I went out – yeah, until every time I go out on in the water or go out to an area where there's shells, he always will say, "Walk the beach and pray," and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And I and, it, and I've been doing it for years, but it's gotten in, it's more intense now that mm-hmm. you know when you get that urge. And so tomorrow, I'm I think I'm gonna do it tomorrow. I may go mm-hmm. and come into San Francisco. I know. <laughs> I just love San Francisco. I love right out there by the Cliff House. And just yep. I'll go yep. in there. <laughs> yep. That, actually, that's Perfect. where I saw you, to be honest. I didn't want to get that specific. Because yes. to me, I see myself up near the Cliff House looking down, and, and I see yes. you walking on the beach, literally. Well, okay. you know, let All me right. just well. say this. We used to go there as children. And so when you yeah. prompt us to get into these places of these, sometimes these are freedom. This is a, a, a place where you can really, if you have anything that is holding you or you're, you're feeling some kind of way, as you said, right up and down through there, as you all say, that is a time, like you said, this is the place where you pick it apart. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is this is this is morning uh, Java to me. You know, you pick apart whatever is uh, so easily besetting you, or uh, whatever that dream is. Like you said, you you know how you uh, talk about uh, you know your husband, your late husband. It was such an honor to be a part of that. You know, you didn't even know know me, but like that, and but I was able to share with you and I that that I'll always be uh dedicated and totally, you know, committed to you in that way. So I'm just, you know, oh, thank, thank you, sister. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you for yeah. your great declaration.
Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Um, but anyway, going back to, uh, listen, I, I believe this is far more than a call. It goes without saying. We are absolutely a ministry. We're not, uh, we're not your church. Well, for some of y'all, we all say we are, but it absolutely is because it ministers. Uh, to minister is to serve. You know, we got a whole, we a whole real live organization. We have a 501c3 status. We uh, can write and have written grants. Uh, to do some of the work that that we want to do outside of just being a call. So um, it is absolutely ministry because people, countless people, I would say hundreds, have come through this call and have been blessed and delivered and um, have found purpose. And for some of us, um, there's more to it. We've maybe perhaps scratched the surface and need to go a little bit deeper and unpack it. But what are you building? What are you working on? Um, Any questions about the declaration? Or any any aha moments uh, or God moments, I like to call them. Um, did anybody uh, have anything that they wanted to share, or they uh, you wanted to talk about a little bit more extensively? Good morning, Hi, good Sister morning. Tanya. Oh, okay, go so I heard. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'll yield to the lady first. We like hearing the gentleman too, so I don't mind waiting. <laughs> um, but this is. This is Prosperous Pam. Um, I was just going to say, I love your declaration. Um, I feel like when you speak, Sister Tan, I, I get off the phone with a to-do list. <laughs> like mm. I have some things I want to take care of. So, um, yeah, you got me juiced. I'm pumped, okay? So it was oh, so good. It was a beautiful declaration. Um, and just how we have a lot in common when you were talking about the tech, you know, technology world and the legacy of your late husband. And wow, um, we need to have some meetings off of this call. I mean, like have a little uh, other branches of meetings because you're right. There's so many people on this call like um, that can just help with um, even like your husband's legacy that you want to continue on with that. Like, I don't know if this was beautiful, but um I could talk forever. I'm just going to say one, I, I relate with the rock situation <laughs> because going oh up, I don't know. I think, um, I think it was a thing and I was talking. I to think someone. so too. I, I was talking to someone and it was, I'm dating myself, but I think they call them pet rocks. Or something. Yes, they it's, did. Yes, they did. Okay. Yep. So I loved the same thing. I just loved like um, how you built upon your, um, you know, your whole declaration from starting from there, but uh, I'm just really juiced and I'm just really uh, like your declaration. I just really appreciated it. And I'm realizing what am I building during this pandemic and I'm working remotely. Do you know, since I can't go to my hair salon, I'm like, I did my my hair by myself. Like I braided it in singles and I'm like, okay, I did it just like how the professionals do it. Like I'm learning things that I'm real. I just ordered my synthetic hair and did it myself. And I'm like, started sending it around to friends. Like, you know, look at, look at, this is my first try. You know, so I'm wow. just doing things that are fun. And yeah, that could save some money. Up. So, I, and it just made me also want to do something else that I know I need to just pull the trigger on. So just, Wonderful decoration. Love hearing you talk. Please come back. And um, yeah, have a I love day. you too. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Um, go ahead, Jesse. Okay, so first of all, um, principal's man, I agree. I um, I wasn't a big rock collector, but the pet rock, yeah, I did have one for a little while. It didn't last long, but I did have that pet rock thing going. Um, 
Aaron must pistol glory on here. Okay, I, I think she's still on. I don't know if she remembers uh, Oliver T. Carr Construction Company out of Virginia. Well, right out of high school, I worked for them for a little while. As a matter of fact, for a little while, while I was in high school, I used to work for them doing um, um, general labor work. And what I've learned was you were talking about the um, skyscrapers going up and how they start the foundation first. Well, I noticed on a lot of homes, just residential homes, the foundation doesn't go as deep because the house is not going up as high. It's not going as far. And a lot of times, the smaller the house, it wouldn't even be a foundation. It would just be a slab, what we call a slab house, because it's not going anywhere. Um, the higher and the more you go, the deeper it's, got, it's, it's going to be. So, um, And I'm, I'm not going to repeat your declaration because we already know where that's going. The higher God is going to take you, the deeper the foundation in God we need to have. And what really stood out to me was I didn't know a thing, a hill of beans, about any kind of construction at all. All I knew was all I was doing was just cleaning up. But by watching them and how they dug the foundation, how they measured out, and how they um they they went from okay, saying so the square footage of the house was supposed to be, and they calculated what the uh, foundation would be. By watching them, I learned a lot. What I'm saying is you never know who it is that's watching you whenever you're going through with God. You never know who it is that's watching you whenever you're building. It may not be somebody. It may not even be somebody who's saved, but they're watching you, and they're learning from you. So you've got to be real careful about the construction, how you construction, construction your, uh, your walk with God. And, I, I mean, I just I didn't take notes. I actually wrote a book. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut it short. But it's just a whole lot that you spoke on that really touched me. So I just appreciate your declaration. Wow, thank you. Um, because you know what's so funny is that <clears throat> very often when I'm writing, <clears throat> excuse me. First of all, I love what you said about the higher God is going to take you the deeper. My goodness, that was good. That was good. Um, but you know, for me, when I'm writing. Um, it just felt like, oh man, it's probably oh, this thing like it's kinda of weak. I don't even know about this, Lord. Where we go? <laughs> um, and it just, it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit. Because as I write, it's like for me, it is like putting together a it's like creating a puzzle piece. Um, ensuring that the right pieces go at the right place. And I'm literally writing, but then moving as I'm editing and writing. Um, move, editing and creating, moving sections, sentences, and paragraphs like a puzzle. That's how I get it, like a puzzle to ensure that it fits in the right place so it flows so you get the point. And then at the end of it, I'll be like, I don't know what this is, Lord, but it's up to you. <laughs> it's up to you. Um, but thank God that, you know, it uh, brought up some memories for some of you. Hopefully most of them were good memories. And um, uh, reminded you of some things, and <clears throat> you had your own epiphanies. Pam, that's funny that you feel like you you get you have to go do tasks because that's me. I'm a delegator out <laughs> without even trying to look like I'm delegating to you spiritually. A anybody? Hey, anybody hey, else? Hey, yeah. hey, this is Diane. Oh, oh um, hold on, okay. Diane. Hold, hold on, real quick. Do you remember? when Carl took you to um to get your eyes done, right? I just want to make uh -huh. y'all laugh quick and then I'm gonna go on mute. 
Listen. Wait a I'm minute. At my expense? <laughs> I, I, I got it. Well, I, I want to I wanna make sure that we get this teachable moment. With all the reminiscent moments, first of all, I'm super proud of you. Um, it is empowering and invigorating to hear you talk about my brother and the strength that you carry in delivering what you deliver today is unbeatable. I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. That was that was a whole bunch. Um, and you that was a big girl. You was a big girl. But Carl took Tanya to go get her um her cataract surgery. I had cooked food for her for several days and so um they came here. Uh I wanted to get what what happened? Did he forget the food? I don't know what happened. She came no, before No, you know what it was? And I had the what? epiphany as now I realize. As I was talking to this morning, I had the epiphany. So he had he was in a hurry to get back to um El Sobrani because he had the appointment to set up the yes. bank account to, the to bank. do the signature. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. And listen, when I tell you, I was furious. Oh, all of, well, I was, you? We were so annoyed because I wanted to make sure my sister could eat, and he could eat. But he was in such a hurry to make sure that that account was set up. Oh my God! And listen, and it was he, he couldn't be late. My God! I, I have to. I have to say this. I got. I got chills just as I said it. Me too. Sometimes. Glory to Jesus. He couldn't miss the appointment. And a lot of times, things happen in our lives. And our response to what happens, our that interpretation part. of what we think we see, our frustration in the moment of things not operating the way we have planned, it is our responsibility to manage our emotions in the moment. There is a level of unconcern that you have to get to. Rain, shine, sleet, or snow. If you run into something that makes you frustrated, angry, mad, it's a test. It is a test to stay the course, even kill. Let me tell you how I know. So you guys know everything about what we do is extremely transparent. It's what we're called to. So for for myself, I currently have a son that struggles with addiction. I used to get mad and frustrated and angry um, and sometimes cuss and be ready to fight and all of the stuff. And every single time the Lord kept saying, that's not the response I need. Right? Because it's a lot. It's overwhelming. It's a bunch, especially when you've been through as much as I've been through. You think to yourself, okay, I'm, t- I'm, sick, I'm tired now. Right? But this the last situation, I remember the feeling was just stay right here. Literally. I could hear the Lord say, Stay right here. And I stayed right here. And I remember when it was all said and done, the end declaration was, You passed next level. Psalms eighty four says we go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Mm. 
That's the word. It's not my opinion. If you're ready to get to the next strength, when something comes that challenges you emotionally, if you keep in mind that we are spiritual beings living a natural existence currently, temporarily, everything in our lives is already settled in heaven, which means that as we stand grounded in earth, we understand that we bring heaven to earth when we stand grounded in whatever transpires around us. Because according to Psalms 139.16, as it is written in the volumes of the book of you, everything is already established. All we have to do is believe that the end result of every single thing is Romans 8 and 2018. It is working together for your good. I'm shutting up. I'm sorry, Diane. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to say, Tanya, you're not uh, the only one that had a rock collection. Emerald, when she was really young, started to collect rocks. And when we went to stores and different places, we always got her rocks. And she still has those rocks today. We were cleaning out the garage last month, and all her stuff was on one side, and we were going through stuff, uh, you know, to take away so that we can have the garage clear. And she ran across her rocks, and she said, oh, my rocks are still here. I thought I had lost them, but she still has them today. And I look at the rocks like you, when you're young, she was already building something in her life, you know, having something to stand on and to build on. And when we are young, we don't realize what we're doing until God gives us an epiphany, you know, through the years. And I watched her as she grew. You know, she had different stages, but things that she really cared about, she still have to this day and building her life according to God's word. She's always like, even in high school, they call her the Bible person because she always carried a Bible in her backpack at school and she would get her little friends at lunchtime and break time, and they will have a little discussion. And she did that all through high school. And during her working life is the same way. And I watched her and how she did, she first discovered when she, what she was going to be for going to school. She called me one day. She was working for uh, Alameda County Probation Office. And she said, Mom, I'm, guess what? I know what I'm going to do. She's getting ready to go back for her master's. And she said, I want to be a counselor. And I asked her why. She said, because I didn't have a counselor when I first started college. And, you know, I had to look for everything for myself. So I want to be a counselor. And that's what her master's in. And then after that, when she decided to get her doctorate, she decided to go straight through then to get her doctrine. And looking at her 
now how God has shaped her life and built her life, you know, on him. And so you have to, looking at the subject that we have this month, you know, God is trying to tell us to build our life by, by his word. And in this uncertain time, this pandemic, you know, he's given us time to sit at his feet, to build our lives up with his word, that we may be pleasing unto him. And we have all the time we need with this shut-in. But a lot of us are disobedient. We can't sit still. We don't want to be in the house. We want to be out. But God telling us to be still and to close our door, to go into our chamber and wait until the anger of the Lord passes by. What's so hard about it? I I am good about it because it gives me time with him uninterrupted time because I have nothing else to do. And so I'm taking that time to build up my temple for him. And when God allows us to do these things, we need to take heed because something, something God is working on in this earth. We don't know what it is, what, what the outcome is going to be. But he says obedience is better than sacrifice. And that's what we should be doing. Obeying God, not questioning why I'm doing this, but obey him so that we can see him in the outcome. Because we don't, we'll miss that too. And so that's what I got from this lesson, you know, and, and when you, we never know why we're attracted to certain things until you know, you're old enough to realize it. And some of us Praise know God. we're young. <laughs> just, and just so for the sake I, of I time, just, Diane. Yeah, but, yeah. Amen. That was an amazing share. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we are winding, getting up to the top of the hour here. Um, I was going to try to go till 730 and then give y'all some time back, but um uh, apparently, um, I have struck a chord here. So if there's anybody else that wants to share, I don't want to leave anybody hanging. Um, hey, if there's anybody else, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, Tan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I, I um, echo what Dion said, the way that you spoke. Um, you would have thought it had been 20 years since, you know, um, um, Carl has gone on to, to rest in heaven. Um, and, and so just the courage that you used and the strength, and you know that it's God, that, that was just amazing um, to me to even hear. So um, we're, I, I am godly proud of you and the work that you are have done and are doing because I know it's work because um, it's real easy to talk about healing and being able to stay strong and to be able to stand, but in order to do that, it requires action. So I just wanted to say that to you. And then on your declaration, um, I was thinking the same thing before Dion came on about many times we don't understand what God is doing. And sometimes beyond even our emotions and our feelings about a thing, 
I was just thinking Romans 8 and 28, that all things are working together for our good. And so if we really believe that, then we have to know what God allows that we have to learn how to accept, right? It doesn't mean that we stop praying. It doesn't mean that we stop interceding. It doesn't even mean that we don't ask for something different, but we still got to have a nevertheless, just like Jesus in the garden, right? And so I was thinking this scripture right here really does sum it up, Proverbs 19 and 21. Many are the plans in a man's heart but the purposes of the Lord will prevail. So even going back to what Dion was sharing the other day, you can do all you want to do. It doesn't matter. We can get off track. We can get detoured and get distracted. But God's purpose is going to prevail, even beyond what we think we want to do and what we know we're called to do, because ultimately it's about his plan prevailing. That's the bottom line. It's about his plan coming to pass, not ours. I mean, he just uses us. And I'm so grateful that even along the way, we don't have to wait sometimes, but sometimes we got to wait till we get smack dab in the middle or even on the other side of it to see that God was at work all along. So thank you for sharing that and reminding us that we'll have to try to figure it out. And when we know that God is in our lives and ordering our steps and already working things out together for our good, we understand his plan will prevail. And I don't care what Corona says or the president or anybody else or disease, right. or sickness, or diagnosis. It don't matter. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Lisa. Um, the last, you last three ladies, uh, Dion, D- Diane, and Lisa, have spoken so eloquently. Everybody's comments have been great. Uh, is there anybody else that wants to share? I don't want to cut you off. Hi, good morning. This is Lisa. Good morning. And, uh, and I just appreciate your declaration, you know, because... It just really continues to point me to Jesus. And this morning, I just want to celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because God is so good. You know, when you surrender and say, okay, God, not my will, but thy will, he opens up doors that you didn't even know was going to open. He pour out blessings that will chase you down the street. And I'm just in awe at God's power and his glory and how good he is. And the more and more I learn about him, the more and more I serve him, the more and more I love him. Because I'm just excited about God. I'm excited about what Christ is doing. I'm just excited. So I just wanted to share my gratitude this morning. And I pray everybody have a blessed and a beautiful day. Thank you, Nisha. I enjoy hearing you. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Hey, it's just baby sister Didi. I just wanted to tell you, I, I agree with Dion. I, you know, I, I was in tears because of your strength and being a part of just you taking me in as a sister with the purple. We had so we have so much in common because your favorite color is purple. Mine is, and then we have the six blended kid thing. That was that's always been amazing to me. But I'm just grateful for your strength because of you, me being able to see it firsthand, up close and personal. Mighty woman of God. I, I love you to life, and Mama got some flowers she want to get to you. So please, look, we got to figure it out because she getting she making me slow with these flowers. <laughs> I, I got to get some flowers. I was like, oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to make a trip. I got to make a deposit at the bank uh, this week. I I need so I'm a, I'm a text you. I'm gonna text you. Um, you know, guys. Um. I'm not superwoman. Sometimes I think that God made a mistake with, you know, all these things that he gave me because he think I'm so strong. And I guess I'm stronger than, oh, obviously I'm stronger than. But, you know, I absolutely have moments. I don't know where that, that strength comes from God. I, 
I didn't share it. I, I didn't even plan to talk about Carl like that. It just welled up. Um, I made a commitment that I'd be willing, that God, I'll live my life out loud. And I know that we're going to have people that are going to, they're going to die, you know, because it's appointed unto man wants to die. And after this, the judgment, and there's a season and time for everything, according to Solomon, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to laugh, a time to cry. And, um, you know, um, the strength comes from God. That's all I can say, because it's all a part of his plan. But I wanted to share this thing, this last little, these last little comments um, before we close. And that it was, Carl was so different. He was complicated. He was intelligent. He was analytical. And he had the dry, listen, he had the driest humor that he would, he would, sometimes he would have me, my side hurting from these, his off the wall comments or, or things that he would, he would say, um, but he loved people. Um, but he could be complicated and some of the decisions he made, I'd be like, what do you, like when he, <laughs> when he made a decision to bypass, we were in Vallejo to have the procedure done, uh, excuse me, Vacaville. We had to pass, we had already made a plan. I told him what the plan was so I wouldn't be springing it on him at the last minute. You know, we stopped him by Deanna's house just to get the food, you know, so we don't have to worry about whatever. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't have to know, but it was just so bizarre to me because literally this is what he did. Um, he got me back home and said, I'll be back. I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I just got to go. I got to go down here and sign these papers for the bank. I was like, Carl, this is what he asked me, Deanna. Can you come? No, I can't come. <laughs> I, you know, I almost said something. <laughs> no, I, 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 I can't speak, first of all. No. And then after my eyes got better and I wasn't, he, he was on me like, Tanya, you got, because his other business bank account, I wasn't a signee on it. And so when he said, I want you to be a signee on this, I was like, for what? You know? And he kept pressing me, Tanya, you got to go meet Joy. You the banker's name is Joy, by the way, uh, black woman. She's, an, she's actually a Nigerian. Anyway, you got to go meet Joy. Um, she's really, she really loved the program that he was doing. You got to go meet Joy. You got to go sign these papers. I was like, oh, my God, okay. And I went down there and did that. That was in October, I think. Yeah, I think that was October. Uh, and yeah, cause I had the surgery in October. That was in October and December he was gone. So the press was, is that Carl had set these things up so that, um, we would be in position today so that I could still, we, we are still building the legacy, even though he's not here. Uh, we're just building it differently. And, um, another thing I wanted to say, um, when we were talking yesterday, I remember we were talking about, uh, I wanted to make this comment, but I thought, nah, I'll just, I'll just wait. But the conversation was really, really good. And one of the things that I wanted to share, um, I don't remember in what context we were having the conversation, but one of the things that I wanted to share with you guys is this. Um, it's so important to write down what it is that you're looking to achieve. And, and here's why. And now I'm not big on, uh, I'm not a big goal setter as far as I do it religiously and this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. But once I get something in my mind, I literally can see it. Like, I don't know where this came from with Jerry and the, like, I can still see it. I can see it in my peripheral vision. I can see her walking on the beach. 
um, when I get an idea in mind about how I'm going to decorate something, and I don't do it that often, or um, I'm in the process of, we have a, my, my mom has thousands of pictures. Um, uh, and, and so some of them, I've made a decision to make a collage. Um, and, 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 I, and I saw how I was going to make the collage in my mind before the collage is because I'm working on several in my mind before I actually started to do the project. And so when you're looking at buildings, everything that we have, everything that we use, it was a thought in someone's mind. From clinics to toilet paper to tape to post-it sticky notes to um, the Tupperware that we use, somebody has recently come up with a design and I love it. Um, to you, like the Brita water filter, instead of me, I'm like, I was using all these while I was at home sheltered in place. I realized how many bottles of water that I was going through. I'm like, this is ecologically irresponsible. I'm not a big green piecer, but you know, I'll do my part. And I said, I'm going to order me one of these Brita water filters because this is ridiculous to go through these bottles like this. And then I, I used, I like snacks and, um, and um, for my snacks to control how much I eat, I'll put them in a little snack bag, the little plastic, you know, the little baggies that you seal, press them together. You seal. And I was like, man, we go through, and we use them for in the kitchen for leftovers. And when I go to the meat market and store my, my meat or whatever, um, I was like, man, all these bags, baggies, were go these Z bags we're going through. Well, somebody came up with the idea of reusable um, snack bags, sandwich bags, and you can get the bigger ones. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. They're a little expensive, but I don't have to, I can wash them and reuse them, which is fine with me. I don't have to keep spending my money going to the store to get them. My point is, is that everything starts as a thought. And then it becomes, then you get the plan, then you start to build on it. What, you, what have you been thinking about? What has God constantly be, been putting on your mind? It may not be something that's spiritual, you guys. He He didn't, every thought that God gives us is not something that's a deep uh, spiritual revelation. I mean, no, no, no shade at all. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we are natural human beings in a natural earth. These things, some of you guys, I bet you, some of y'all have had ideas, you didn't do anything with it. And a few months later, or a few years later, somebody came out with that idea. And you were like, I was thinking about doing that. And you, and you could kick yourself because you didn't act on the thought because you let capital stop stop you, capital money. You let money stop you. Or you let people's opinions stop you. Well, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Well, yeah, it might be stupid to them because God didn't give them the dream. He didn't give them the vision. He gave it to you. And so maybe what you need to do is start guarding the dreams. I'm not, maybe you should guard the dreams until they're at the point, like I'll never forget when I wrote my first book, I guarded the title of that book. I don't, Dion didn't even know. Carl didn't know the title and nor did Dion. I, instinctively, it was important for me to guard the title of the book because I didn't want somebody else to, to, to take it, snatch it and steal it and use it for somebody else. This was an authentic title that God gave me. The fire didn't burn us. And it wasn't until I had my manuscript, at least a draft copy, copywritten before anybody saw anything, even heard the title. Because it was important for me to guard what God gave me. Now, I didn't wake up one morning and decide, I'm going to write a book about my son's illness and our journey through this. 
or my son's diagnosis and my journey through through my ex. I didn't, that was not, never my goal. But God told me, Tanya, take note of this because you're going to write about this. You're going to write a book. I was like, this was my whole attitude. God, like, for real, you got jokes, obviously. I can't even think straight right now. Write a book. Who's going to want to read a book about what me and Lionel are going through? And he didn't say anything. He didn't chastise me. But every now and then he would say, take note of that. And I didn't argue. I'd just take note. I'd write it in my planner or wherever I put it. And later on, I was able, once everything had passed and Lionel was stable, I was able to go back to those notes. Thank God I listened. And he even told me, tell him, tell the doctor that you're going to want to ask him if you can call him later so that you can get his professional opinion about um, what happened so you can put that in the book. And I, with both his doctors, I did that. And they said, oh, yeah, sure. Now, can I quote you? Absolutely. Can I use your name? Sure. Right? So what, again, going back to you, what, what is, I can't, I don't like, I don't want to use the word nagging, but what is the constant pull? What is the, the thing that's in your belly that just won't go away? That thing is what I'm talking about. You don't have to have, stop worrying about the money. Don't you stop it right now. I don't want to hear you think about money anymore. Because if why is God gonna start something in you that he's not gonna finish? I didn't have the money that I knew of at the time that um it was I had finished the book. I was like, Well, how am I gonna publish it? God allowed me to work for San Mateo County in child protective services just long enough to build enough money in my retirement to pay for everything that I needed to pay for in regards to that book and getting it published. And it was not until I came to Dion's house for a small group. It was the first and last one that I went to. It was just me, Dion, and Valerie there. And she said something about money. And oh, money is this amount. Why would you be concerned about Like, is that the only thing that's stopping you is the money? She's like, girl, you better go get that money off that retirement account and write that book. I mean, and finish that book. I was like, oh, my God, I think I left, I may have left small group early because I had the epiphany. All I'm saying is this, if, if the only thing that is stopping you from building what God told you to build is the money, the money will come. I'm telling you, the money will come. There are certain things that you got to put into practice. You got to start doing some things with some projects. You got to actually start doing the work before the resources begin to show up. Some of us want to wait until everything is lined up. No, ma'am, no, sir. It doesn't, it generally, it does not work that way. Can I, can and I I'm give an even, example yeah. really quick? Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you consider any time God gave instruction, nothing happened until after they moved. The provision was not made for Abraham with regard to Isaac being the sacrifice until he physically raised the knife. The water didn't part until Moses put his foot in the place where it looked like they couldn't cross. Joshua, when getting ready to go to the other side, the water did not part until he put his foot in the water. Right. And so God will give you instructions. And, and I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a practical current example. I had an idea. Somebody took my title after seeing it online 
and created an event surrounding it. Let me tell you what it did in me. It triggered, oh, no, 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 no. You will not sleep on what God gives you. I created a T-shirt line in a matter of 24 hours, built a store in a matter of 24 hours, published the T-shirt in a matter of 24 hours because the epiphany hit me. If I give you something, my expectation is that you move. According to Deuteronomy 28, it says that our blessings will overtake us. Well, that business now makes money all by itself without me having to think, right? And so you got to keep in mind, and I want to say this to you guys, you have resources at your hand, right? We collectively, from from authors to, um, to business owners to all of the things that you need are connected to this room. And so me and talking about Victory City, that's what I'm talking about. It takes a village to build anything. Anything you can build by yourself will never become monumental. It will always only yield what you uh, allow to be connected to it, right? Growth requires people. When God wants to bless you, he sends you people, right? But at the same time, you got to remember all the time, everything costs something, (laughs) right? It costs time. It costs focus. It costs money. Everything costs something. Nothing in life is free. But more than anything, you have to remember it is your responsibility, right? It's your responsibility to open up your mouth and ask for help. Ask God to begin to connect you with people that will help you birth your vision, right? I'm a builder. I know my lane. My goal, my job is to make leaders out of people who forgot that that, that's all you were created to do was move something, do something. Yesterday's scripture, Proverbs, I think it was Proverbs, the 24th chapter, right? We're to build someone. That's our job. And you may think that what you have to offer, what's in your hand is not enough. I need you to understand that everything the word says about you is the truth. Anything that opposes it is a lie. If you can't find it in the word of God, it does not exist. If you want to quantify it, go to the word and find it, use the model and employ it. Build it. Use wisdom to build it. And then God ask God to give you wisdom to steward it after that. From the time I was nine years old, I've built businesses. That's all I've ever done. I've built people. I've built uh, uh, establishments, virtually and brick and mortar. But it's what I was created to do. When you start to ask yourself from the time you were a kid, what were you designed to do? My job is to speak life into people. My job is to operate from a place of authority. What are you here for? What's your point? Surely it is not just to exist and pay bills. That would be absolutely retarded and God would be a kindergartner. We know that not to be true. So when you ask the right questions, you will always get the right answers. Ask the Lord to teach you how to ask the right questions. That's it, shutting up. Well, you spoke life in today. I'm telling you, you guys have just 
this has just been so amazing, this call. Amen. Thank you so much. Listen, we are not beating you up. We are trying to push you over the edge so that you do something. And when you, when you, when your no, foot is the other side, side. The other side, yes, ma'am. We're trying to put, yes, ma'am. We're trying to push you over there into the other side. That's the name of one of my organizations, the other side, right? That's that's my job is to help people to get to the other side. Some of them, you got to push them. Some of them, you got to pull them. Some of them, you got to bait them. Come on, come on, just keep coming, keep on coming. That's what we're doing today because all of us have purpose. Some of your purpose is behind the scenes. It will not be up front, but, and you, you might belittle it because it's nothing for you to do it. That's why you don't recognize it because you just do this all the time or people ask you to do this all the time or you do it effortlessly. You could do it in your sleep. I can organize in my sleep. Hey, man, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I have to say something because y'all had to push, pull, and like date me to come on in, but glory be to God. Um, Bubbly and I have our booth at Fantastic Swap Meet selling the paparazzi accessories. And I know a couple of months ago I was I'm tired of this. I'm not seeing no results, blah, blah, blah. But glory be to God for the, the pushing and the pulling because uh, together we are growing not only in the business, but we are ministering to people and ministering to one another in between the people. So, um I am a living witness to what you guys have done. So you're, it, it was not in vain. It was not in vain. Amen. Yeah. And I know, I know there are many more of you on the line that won't speak or cannot speak because it's in the, in the making. So as I, as I get ready to wrap it up, um, I want to I wanna share this with you. There's this thing called timing. And, and, though, and though God's will will still be done, um, sometimes we'll end up operating in his permissive will instead of his perfect will. So I want to share this last little thing with you, and then we're going to close out in prayer. We're going to remember Donna in prayer. I shared this with you guys last week, but I want, I want you to hear it again. We are in the perfect season. These declarations, the things that we've had um, for this year, have prepared us to be in a position to close 20 out, 2020 out strong. Listen, 2020 is going to be a year like I've never seen. Not not it's not just because of a pandemic. There's some things I haven't seen, but I'm I'm talking about financially. Like I'm 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 talking about freedom to the degree where is this really real? Girl, come over can you pinch me to make sure? So but there's this thing about timing though. And I want to share this dream that um someone shared with me and then we're closing out. Um, the Lord gave her this dream uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was a dream vision kind of, sort of, whatever. Anyway, she says, God showed me the heaven. It was as if you um, you, you look up to the heavens uh, to the left and the right. There were all of these different openings in heaven, openings in heaven, big holes, entryways into the earth. God said that there's an opening that has taken place. Listen, there's an opening that has taken place. He said, when you see all of this happening in the earth, all of these unusual things happening in the earth, these things don't happen in the earth first, and then heaven responds. Heaven acts first, and then the earth responds. 
God says there's an opening in heaven that has taken place. There are open heavens, open doors, open portals, open gates, open windows, open hearts, etc. That means opportunity, okay? There is an opening taking place right now. God says, don't wait until the country opens back up. Go after what's in your heart now. If there's something in your heart you've been wanting to do, do it now. I ask the Lord, is it only a window, a window of time that this opening is? He gave me the scripture to everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. Go after what's in your heart. Now, this person had, I had no idea that I would be teaching this today, um, that, that, that we would close out the way that we did. But something, when she sent this to me, it gave me the confirmation that what I was doing and what I was going to begin building with my children, that I was on the right track. That was the right path for me. It confirmed it without a doubt. It gave me the boldness that I needed. So remember when I started to say, when you, ha- when, you, um, when you have a vision of something, when you've decided you're going to do something or you have a goal to write it down, the reason that I said that, it's not because I'm being super, super deep. God has this way of, he's so smooth that the thing will be right in our face. And because we haven't written it down, we, we're not sure of what the thing is, we might miss it. So it's not that we don't get opportunities and lose them. We miss them. But if you write that thing down and you've envisioned it, you've talked about it, you can see yourself in it, but oh man, you can see yourself in it, that thing is going to materialize. That's a part of exercising your faith. And faith without wealth is dead. Visualizing it. I can't I don't have it right now. But until you get it and until it's manifested, see it, talk about it, write about it. And maybe not talk about it. I'm not talking about talking about it with everybody until it's the right time for you to talk about it. Talk about it with yourself. When you at your house, in your house, or you in your car, ooh, when we get this, the shop is going to be like this, or the product is going to be like this. I'm going to have X many customers. Talk about it, okay? So all I'm encouraging you to do is build what's in your heart. Father, as we prepare to close this day, we thank you for every listening heart um, that is listening in real time and those that will hear this information later on whatever medium they will hear it. We pray, God, that you will prick their hearts so that they can understand and see our Holy Spirit, that you would enlighten them to help them to understand that you are talking about them. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that the plans and the strategies and the witty ideas that we have, they come from you. And you're not going to start a work in us that you don't complete. The visions, the desires, you've given us those visions. You've given us those desires. And all we're doing is acting on what you've given us. Thank you, God, that we are not like the um, scary cat um, 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 servant who took the talent that you gave him and buried it. Oh, thank my you, God. Lord. Thank you that we are like, thank you, God, that we are like the other two servants that take the talent that you give us. 
and they go out and they return them. They get a ROI, a return on investment on the talents that you give. And thank you, God, that you use our hands and our feet, our minds, our eyes, um, our imagination. Thank you that we use it for your glory and your honor and that um, when we do succeed, we don't cut you out of the picture and that we don't take all of the glory. We don't take all the credit that it's an opportunity for us to witness about your greatness. For somebody who didn't have the money and the resources came, we could tell them how God made the way, how God opened the door for the people that we need to talk to, the relationships that we need to build. It's not by luck. It is by purpose. It's a divine purpose. And because you order our footsteps. So I thank you, God, that even as we begin um, to go our separate ways today, that you order our footsteps for the steps of a good man are ordered, a good man and a woman, good man and a good woman are ordered by you. You order our footsteps and that we don't just waste our time on social media and watching TV, things that are not going to get us to purpose unless we're watching something or reading something about the business, the idea that you've given us. I thank you that you bless us to find reading material and audio books and what have you, that YouTube videos that will help to propel the vision that you've given us so that we can give it back to you and honor you. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and give thanks. Amen. Listen, go build it. Go build it. Talk to y'all later. Amen. Have a have blessed a day, everyone. everyone. Have a blessed, have a blessed, have a blessed day, day, everyone. everyone. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Love you all. Have a blessed day, everyone. Yeah. Hey. Yeah.